Welcome to Get Hired in Cybersecurity with your host, Io Adiojo. Hi, welcome to another episode of Get Hired in Cybersecurity. My name is Io Adiojo. I have a special guest here, Jeffrey Austin. Jeffrey, how are you? Hey, I'm doing fine. Thank, awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. We really appreciate it. And if you'd like to, to share a bit about yourself to the audience. Yeah, so I'm Jeffrey Austin. I'm a cybersecurity uh, professional located in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, I work for a top 10 financial institution uh, here in Atlanta. I've been in the field for about 15 years now. Awesome. Awesome. And I guess uh, what kind of got you interested in cybersecurity? What was your path like? Well, my path, I started um, way back. I was in retail management with Walmart as an assistant manager. Um, Once I left there, I then went to the FDIC, the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, where I worked as a um, federal risk management examiner for a number of years. Um, From that standpoint, after I left that role, I then transitioned to an IT um, examiner role. At that point, and that's where I get exposed to business continuity, uh, disaster recovery, just some bits of cyber, uh, more so information technology. But it did have um, some cyber um, areas in there as well. Uh, Once I left that role, I then moved to SunTrust. Uh, So SunTrust at the time, I was a information security officer. Uh, So what we do, we're the liaison between um, different business segments in cyber. Uh, so anything that they needed, like onboarding applications, uh, if they had IAM issues, uh, anything cyber related uh, issues, remediations, we had to file. Uh, we will handle all of that and we will be the go between between cyber and different business units. Uh, from there, I kind of moved around a few times from there after we had a merger. Uh, I then moved to a business continuity uh, role at that at that point, and I got exposed to more business continuity planning and all of that, all of the regulations around that. And then I moved into the office of the CISO, where I do resource uh, management currently. So I've had a variety of, of tech business. Um, and also now officer of the CISO. So I wanted to be just well-rounded. Uh, I had a mentor to tell me, he said, hey, if you really want to be a CISO, you're, you're going to have to know about the resource management. So that that's what guided me to where I am now. And so I just have a well-rounded experience. And on top of that, I was a founder during the pandemic. I founded a um, a small startup where we did health and wellness, and I learned a lot of skills from that standpoint, from leadership, from hiring. At one point, I had up to 40 uh, people reporting or that I had on payroll. Um, also, just I, I started to speak on different stages about uh, leadership, uh, health. Um, also, I always tried to slip in cyber in there as well. Uh, because I felt that that's always a part of me. That's the main thing. I really went into that just to kind of expand my skill sets. So I tell people, if you can't get the skills or exposure uh, at your job, you can do other things as long as it doesn't doesn't conflict. You have to be very careful because some people will 
depending on where you work at, you have to be careful to make sure there are no conflicts. Like if you work at a bank, you can't be like a loan officer or a real estate agent because there can be some conflict there. Um, so I did something that was no conflict. I got exposed to, like I said, leadership, management, sales, digital marketing. And a lot of those skill sets have helped me in my cyber career as well. Excellent. Thanks, Jeffrey. Um, that's a great background. And uh, I guess uh, leading off of kind of the skill sets that you've learned, what are some of the things that you've learned from, uh, you know, past roles that you've applied in, in your new role? Right. So the main thing I've learned is um, what we call, we got sales, you got, even though we're not selling anything to the lines of businesses or whatnot, you almost, in a sense, you, there's a lot of social influence, negotiation, uh, interpersonal skills that I had to learn to be successful. Because when you're a liaison between two different units, you have to be that go-between, and you gotta you gotta sort of be right there in the middle and not choose sides, um, so that you can get different goals accomplished. So I learned a lot of things, just interpersonal skills, um, networking. Like I said before, social influence, um, leadership skills, taking initiatives, all of that just led up to these current roles now. But you have to be a people person, even in cyber. I know some people are like super techie and, and you know, we can get down to code and, and all of these other things inside of cyber. Uh, but at the same time, if you're looking to get into leadership and, and really to grow in cyber, I found that interpersonal skills really help communication skills, uh, having empathy, um, just how you, you know, how you speak to people and how you respond and how you, how you host meetings. It, it, it all counts. Excellent. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. You know, I think, um, in, in school when I was studying, right, there was a lot of emphasis off, of course, on you know, the technical aspects of our field. Um, and they're just, they're just kind of, stereotype of the hacker in the in their basement with the hoodie on right um, right you know, that's a social recluse and contrary to popular belief what you find is like pen testers might be some of the most social people because they have to um you know of course speak to the person they're trying to help right get more information gather details scope things out properly and even communicate back what they found in a proper manner Right. So right. I think there's a lot of misconceptions in the industry of like the skill sets to be successful. And I guess for someone listening, what advice would you give them if they are a bit, um, you know, I, mean, I, I don't want to say introvert, but a bit reserved and uh, may not have that skill set. Is there any advice on how they could build that or what they could do to improve on it? Right. Right. Yeah. I can give a lot of insight on that. Um, because you're, you're really speaking about me. This was me like before, the startup. This was me before uh, moving to different positions. I was sort of an introvert uh, at work. And so when you're an introvert, it's good at times, but at times it can hurt you as well. Because if you want to grow, you have to network. People are really like your main asset when it comes to, you know, when it comes to, to business, when it comes to the work environment, people are your main asset. So I had to change that. So that's when I started doing personal development. 
I started going to conferences. I started going to professional development conferences. I started going to sales conferences. Um, I, I just wanted to learn this thing of uh, how do you get really good with people? And so I started to join different groups, different communities. I tell anybody, conferences and different communities, it really uh, changed my life. Uh, it helped me personally and professionally. When I started to get around like-minded individuals uh, to give me tips, corners, find different mentors, all of that helped me to kind of break out that shell. And when I was successful from the startup standpoint, that really helped me to break out the shell because now I was speaking on stages. I had skipped the whole Toastmasters. I know some people, when they want to start speaking, they get they join like Toastmasters and these other groups. I just went straight to the stage. So it was um, a real different path for me to, to get in front of people. So you got an introvert and all of a sudden, now I'm speaking to, you know, over 600 people at one time on stage. And so that really kind of broke the mold for me and made me get out of that comfort because I felt so comfortable on the stage because I was comfortable in, in my material and what I was speaking about. And when you're when you're comfortable about what you're speaking about, it makes it a whole lot easy. And I learned different techniques from different coaches about communication, storytelling, uh, infusing comedy into your, your talk. So with learning all of that, it just made it easy because I felt like I had a cheat code. Uh, most people, you know, I think it was it was it was a stat back in the day that said something to the effect like the worst fear, like the top three or top five was like public speaking. And it was for me, too. I used to literally just tremble. Uh, if I had to speak in front of a group, uh, not even on stage, if I just had to speak in a meeting. And so I was like, I need to break this some type of way. I need to break this. So um, with doing my startup, with getting exposed to new positions where I had to speak in front of people, I really had to get out of that introverted mode in order for me to be successful. Because if not, I would have just been stuck. Mm. Definitely. That's, that's amazing. Um, I, I really like what you said about um, getting out of your comfort zone and um, just really going for it. I know it's kind of, I think a few years ago, of course, with COVID, there was, um, you know, a lot of lockdown and definitely couldn't go out as much. But now, right, with everything being open and being able to go out, it's, it's definitely very helpful to, to go to um, events where other people that are like-minded uh are there, you know, such as security conferences and others, I see the ice, the ISC two um, chapters are around. Right. Um, right. Right. So it's definitely very helpful, you know, and I agree with you. Like I, I would say for my career, personally, personally, the relationships, the relationships I've built have allowed me to gather and obtain new opportunities for sure that I otherwise would not have, you know, and, I'd say right. um, specifically LinkedIn, you know, being very helpful for me has uh, been probably the number one tool I've used to kind of network. And um, even, you know, we I reached out to you on, yeah, I think, yeah, we connected on LinkedIn, right? For the Yeah, yeah. The I commented on, a, on an actual post. I mm -hmm. mean, it's, uh, I found, I found the podcast when I was just going through my phone through um, 
the Apple app and, you know, looking for something ar- around cybersecurity. So when I came across this, I was like, wow, this is different. Like no one, I, I haven't heard anyone like really trying to help people um, break into cybersecurity like that. So it was very refreshing. And I picked up a lot of tips myself, even because I was looking I, and, and still currently looking to, you know, either move up internally and, you know, just make uh, some growth moves. And I learned so much from just listening to the different uh, recruiters, uh, the different experts. So I feel like this is very helpful because uh, it's people that are like stagnant either in their career or and you know, they're trying to figure out the next move. And I feel like platforms like this really help. Uh, LinkedIn really helps. Um, I wasn't a big LinkedIn person a few months ago. Now I'm posting, you know, like every other day, helpful tips uh, about leadership, about cybersecurity and interacting with people. You know, people are commenting, people are reaching out, uh, you know, mentorship opportunities. It's, It's a lot of good stuff on LinkedIn. Definitely. Yeah. LinkedIn's an, an awesome, awesome tool, uh, especially in any industry, you know, especially tech, right? Anything that's, right. that's breaking, you know, would definitely come up, uh, come up there. And another question for you is, let's say um, someone's just starting out, um, you know, and, and a lot of listeners might not take the traditional path of like, let's say going for a computer science degree or studying technology what do you think they one can do or what do you recommend they do if they want to kind of get into the field or what steps they should take? Um, I would say the first thing is to familiarize yourself with the field. Um, you could do that through LinkedIn, you know, type in cyber, see what roles come up. Uh, LinkedIn makes it so easy where you could just click on, you know, entry level roles and look at those entry level roles that pop up for cybersecurity. Um, read those roles. You, you need to know them like back and forth. Read the roles, see what they are they are looking for. And a lot of times people don't know they may already have a lot of transferable skills. Uh, that's how I came into cyber. Like I had no idea what I knew about information technology. And all of a sudden I get a call about a information security officer role about information security. I'm like, what is this? And they broke it down. They say, yeah, because you were an examiner and examiners, you know, they examine banks and we're a bank. Uh, We feel like, you know, you could really succeed over here. And I had no idea. I, I didn't even have the word cyber probably on my resume at the time. Um, so, a lot of times I would say start there start looking at the roles, see what you're doing now, see if something's transferable, uh, whether that's in um, an entrepreneurial role. If, if you have your own company, if you're a small business, if you're working a nonprofit, if you're working in another field in corporate and you want to change over, um, you need to look at everything that you're doing now and you'll be surprised because a lot of the entry level roles, are really there for you to learn and be support to more senior um, cyber professionals. So you get a chance to learn a lot, you know, from the ground floor, but you got to have some basic skills, you know, like listening and uh, problem solving, 
you know, able to, you know, learn. Um, you, you'll be learning a lot. I learned so much from some really good people with some on-the-job training. I feel like that's the best way. I know some people want to take the certs first and say, hey, I got 20 certs. Let me get a cyber job. I say, hey, focus on getting getting an entry-level role um, first and, and just really be hungry when you get on the job. Just ask questions. You know, the type of questions that you have will, will literally determine your life. That's what one of my mentors told me. He was like, get better at asking better questions. And and when I heard that, I'm like, it, it changed the game for me. Because then I, I it wasn't just like, hey, what is this? What is that? I need to know what's the meaning behind it. What's the impact of this happening? And I started just having better questions. And when, when I started asking better questions, um, the, the leaders and, and the senior um, people before me started to say, hey, he really is into this, you know, because that's how you show interest. You got you to gotta ask questions and then you got to go out and apply what you've been told as well. Wow. Yeah, I, I, uh, I had to write that down. Get better at asking better questions. That's um, that's yep. uh, yeah, that, that, that speaks volumes, honestly. And I think um, it's I mean, we have limited um, things that everyone there's a limit of what you think of during the day. Right. You know, you wake mm-hmm. up, you um, but it's the it's those questions that can move you further in, in what you want to do. Right. Or um get you where you want to be so that's, that's a really good point there you know because there's a lot of opportunity um that i think people might not see that they have and you have to be you know willing and able to take advantage of it and i think this plays a lot into i think we we're talking about this the other day of even people in the field already and improvement overall on how to get better right um, right right it can, it can be really easy to be stagnant or to not really, you know, be comfortable in your position or if you're, if you feel like you've kind of broken in and it's difficult, right? There, there definitely is, um, you know, a tremendous amount of effort to, to make any sort of career change, but um, really seeking that knowledge out and trying to improve, even if it's an area that you didn't really start off in, you know, it's, it's definitely important. So that's, that's a really good point you make. Right. And another thing to add to that as well is leverage the people at your job. I know everybody likes certs and, you know, different books and whatnot. That's good, too. Please incorporate that. Um, But a lot of my things came from people on the job where I would go to someone like a solution architect or enterprise architect and say, hey, I know I work with you. I understand, you know, our roles and how we work together. But Let's dive a little deeper. And I would do whiteboarding sessions with them, you know, like once a week, you know. So I would do like curate my own training uh, if it wasn't available with real people that are in the positions in real time. So that was powerful for me. So when I was able to speak to different things when I was in meetings, people could tell like, hey, this guy is really doing his homework. And that's because I leverage the people that I already work with and like, hey, teach me this. Hey, I want to learn about um, identity access management a little bit more. Like, like where, 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 where should I start? And, you know, you start asking those smart questions of not 
like, hey, just tell me everything and I'm going to depend on you. No, you have to have initiative. Point me in a direction that I need to start. And when I'm, you know, and when I'm getting getting off track, just kind of pull me back in that type of deal. So that that's a key for a lot of people, like leverage the people that are there, leverage things like podcasts. Uh, they're going to help you leverage YouTube. You can learn. You, you have to get exposed to more stuff. That's why it was so important for me uh, when I did my startup is like I got exposed to a whole different arena. So um, digital marketing, sales and 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 consumer psychology, all of these things that that are transferable. But when I got exposed and I had a bigger perspective on things, it, it helps me to perform better in my current role. So if you're not getting exposure, you have to create it. You know, because a lot of times some people may say, hey, I'm just an analyst and I'm, I'm just this. But, you know, you're in the best place. You're doing a lot of the work. You're doing a lot of the hard, necessary work to get that, get the fundamental skills around cybersecurity. So consider yourself lucky. You know, it may seem hard at first. When I first came into cybersecurity, I felt like, man, I'm doing a lot of grunt work. That's how that's how I felt. But. Years later, I'm I'm so thankful because now I get it. So so when we're talking about different terminology and uh, different acronyms and different platforms that we use um, at work, I'm I'm completely familiar with it because I did that that the fundamental, the hard work first. That's amazing, honestly. I I, I wrote that down too about creating exposure. I think I don't think it's ever been easier. You know, with the having of you know the internet and social media to um find what you need and and be able to get those questions that you have answered whether it's you know somebody in your company or 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 not right there's a lot of forums online there's reddit um where you can check out other people's experiences and see multiple different answers there's youtube there's podcasts like you said um i think it's it's like you said the initiative of going for it and broadening your knowledge because um, there's, there's a lot of things i think this kind of expands even beyond cyber or career but in general if you want to improve on certain things or you have to start somewhere and i think that's with good questions like you said and creating that environment for yourself to succeed in so that's that's amazing right right and also i'd say um even myself, like I, when I first got into cyber, it, it was it was really a struggle. Um, my degree was four and a half years, and my first role, which I'm forever thankful for, uh, at a MSSP, um, was you know managing clients and working with SIEM tools, and it was it was difficult work because there's a lot of clients to manage, but it was the one of the best things that that I could have experienced because it really got to got me where I'm at now, which I love and I'm, I'm thankful and I'm happy that I'm doing, which is, you know, selling cybersecurity products, um, helping clients be more secure and um, just in general too, like leveraging and learning from others inside the organization has been profound. Um, so I, I really think it's a really good point that you make that wherever you're at, you, there's definitely someone around you you can learn from. Right, right. At all times, at all times. Uh, you could be other people or you could be a self-learner. 
I mean, even with chat GBT, I mean, you could ask it a few questions and, and literally it could guide you. You know, you can say, hey, I, I want to take the CISSP. Where should I start? You know, it's it, it's never been easy until people. But sometimes it could be a bit overwhelming because it is so easy now. You know, it, there are so many options. Sometimes people can get stagnated just because they're overwhelmed. Like, hey, do I do YouTube? Do I do this? I tell people start somewhere first. And then you could start migrating to other platforms and, and different levels. Uh, but don't overwhelm yourself and say, hey, I got to do all the things. I have to post on LinkedIn every day. I need to be on YouTube every day. No, just carve out some time and, and, and figure out a plan that works for you. Uh, like for me, I use at least an hour a day like just for personal development. And that may be listening to an audio book that may be, you know, watching an educational video that may be doing some, some LinkedIn learning, or that may be working on a certification. Uh, I just do something every single day that I can get better. Like every single day, like, like if you do an hour, I mean, that just compounds over time. Like, like think of where you would be if you went to the gym every single day you know, for one hour, you know, at the start of the year and at the end of the year, it will li literally transform your body. So you have to think about the same thing when we're talking about our mind, you know, it's a, it's a muscle and you got to keep training it and you got to be open because what I love about cybersecurity is you could be a lifelong learner because something is always coming out. Like right now we got AI, um, you know, artificial intelligence, uh, it, it's here now. And so we're going to have to put guardrails around it. You know, it's, it's fun playing with ChatGBT and all, but, you know, how secure will it be on a enterprise level when we have enterprises that are looking to incorporate their own GBTs uh, into their company? So it's a lot of work between that and cloud and everything else that's rolling around. It's exciting. You know, it's, it's exciting to be in a field that you know is constantly changing. You know, some other fields you get in and, you know, okay, you know, you're doing assets, liabilities, you know, accounting or any other field you could do. And sometimes it's it's the same thing, you know, no matter what. You know, you could you tweak it some with some platforms and some two tech some new technology. But with cyber, you know, things could be totally different in five years in a way that we do security and, and, and how we uh, mitigate risk and whatnot in the next five years. We got the blockchain, we got crypto, we got so many things. So that's what I love about cyber is like, you can never get bored. Like you can never say, Hey, it, it's boring unless you just complacent. If you're complacent and you're not open to learn. Yeah. It could get boring at that point. Definitely. I, I agree with you. You know, it's um, especially when you said uh, what you said about there being so much choice in what you want to do and what you can do. Right. You can get the CISSP. You can get different certifications. You can learn in multiple different formats um, and it can lead to analysis paralysis. Right. And right. Have people just stay in one spot. So um, definitely good, good advice on just starting somewhere. And, and like you said, having that momentum. So even if it's just. um an hour a day or even less, right? It compounds and 
you'll be further off, like you said, uh, on day one uh, versus, you know, day uh, a year later, so to speak. Um, there's one thing you said also, too, about the speed of uh, cybersecurity. And yeah, it is it is rapidly changing. I, I appreciate that about the field as well. And I think it can be kind of, what's the word, um, intimidating to some people coming in and I would also say that a lot of the fundamentals, some things do change and some things do stay the same. And I think when people come in and they learn the fundamentals, like you talked about before, um, there are still just some basic tenets that um, kind of work out well and they might get updated over time. But there's definitely like on, on the cutting edge of technology, that's, that's flying out of control, honestly, sometimes with ChatGPT and the guardrails around that and blockchain. Um so I think, uh, yeah, with the speed of technology, it can, it can definitely be hard to kind of have a grasp on things. But once you're in it, it, it definitely makes a lot more sense. Um, it's definitely easier to grasp and understand. Right, right. And what it helps with that, too, is like I attend a, I'm attending a conference tomorrow here in Atlanta, uh, cybersecurity with, with, I think, Data Connectors. Yeah, that's the name of it. And this is how you stay abreast because yeah, you can look at the news and stuff, but it's nothing like meeting people in, in real time um, that are cyber leaders and executives that are telling you, Hey, this is what it looks like in my industry, or this is how it looks in my industry. And, and that keeps you on the cutting edge too. So that's all a part of the personal, uh, personal and professional development side is to, you know, stay getting out there to learn what's going on. You may meet your next mentor. You may meet your next co-founder. You may, you know, co-found, you know, your own cyber shop, anything. So it's a lot of opportunities out there. Um, another thing that I want to leave listeners with is to study the hierarchy chart at their place of employment, wherever they work at. Look at who sits where. You need to understand like, okay, I'm here, this is here, because what that will do is help you to kind of map out a path for yourself, because it's not a linear path to uh, moving up in cyber. You know, it, you know, I've seen people, you know, do something two years, three years, then, you know, next thing, you know, they're up, you know, leads ahead of people. So I tell people just to always study that org chart, that hierarchy to see where everybody sits so that you could, it's almost like playing chess and saying, hey, I could see myself doing that next. Maybe it's a team lead role. Maybe it's a management role, you know? And so you have to set out because if not, that's where I see a lot of people become complacent and they depend on their managers to push them. And sometimes if you have a good manager, they can push you. And they say, hey, I feel like, hey, you are, really bright you need to go up for this but if you don't have that all the time or if you're in a large organization sometimes you got to carve out your own path but you can do that if you do simple things like studying the org charts the hierarchy and just seeing where everybody sits and and seeing where what's the next move for you you know what do you want to learn next what interests you next in the company and that way you could be you know moving up at the same time Definitely. That's amazing advice, honestly, just to, to see where you're situated and what you can do. I think um, 
especially in a vir- uh, with these more virtual remote first cultures as well um it can be a bit difficult because you're not going into office but it's still helpful to know what the organization look, looks like and, and reach out to certain people so that's good right right exactly awesome well we are coming up on time and i appreciate you know all the advice that you shared um is there anything you want to kind of um share last with the listeners um, I would say just just keep at it. You know, um, stay connected with us. Um, I'm on LinkedIn at, at Jeffrey Austin. Uh, so feel free to reach out to me, connect with me. If you got questions or anything, I'm, I'm very approachable. Um, my whole thing is just to help people become better versions of themselves, whether that's in cyber or outside of cyber, um, and to start looking at more leadership um, in their careers. So I want to help people with that. So just tap in with me, you know, shoot me a quick DM. I would love to connect, Um, but to just stay at it. You know, this is the everyday thing. You know, you have to discipline yourself. So just know that enjoy the journey. You know, it's going to be some rough patches. It's going to be some times where you're questioning the whole thing. But if you're really committed to this and you really want to grow and uh, do the things that you need to do to take care of your family and yourself, uh, professionally, uh, just keep at it, you know? Awesome. Thanks a lot, Jeffrey. We appreciate you. And, um, yeah, looking forward to talking soon and I'll definitely put, uh, your LinkedIn in the chat notes as well. And, uh, there'll definitely be those, uh, that will want to reach out to you there as well. Okay. It's been my pleasure. Awesome. Thanks, Jeffrey. Talk soon. All right. Talk soon. All right. All right. Goodbye.